The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Campion here with Tracy. For those of you joining us on video, we've got Red Tracy, which is one of my favorite Tracys. We've got top chair curtains and a, uh, a big Tracy colored smile, which is always lovely. For those of you uh, just joining on the podcast, you're just going to take my word at it and you're missing out on a lot of red. So if uh, Red, you're, uh, and I feel like I'm on black. So I got a Darth Vader thing going and uh, Tracy's got a nice, happy vibe going. So, um, as is our custom, Tracy came with an amazing topic, and I'm excited to, um, I don't want to say play devil's advocate, but speak up and ask the questions that I, I always pursue Cleaning Nation to be asking. So, um, Tracy, I will, I'm really excited to, to dive into this conversation. I'm just going to let you start wholesale. Awesome. Well, hello, Clean Nation. We are uh, going to dive into a very interesting sort of psychological question. Uh, uh, conundrum that we find ourselves in so often. And that is why we wait. We tend to wait until there's crisis going on in our life and our business or whatever. We, we tend to feel like we wait until there's uh, hair on fire, pain, suffering going on until we make a change. And if you've ever felt that way, we're going to talk about why that is. We're going to unpack that today. So that's our topic for today. And uh, maybe it'd be useful if, Mike, if we give some examples that you've seen, because I know you talk to a lot of people, I talk to a lot of people. Um, what are you finding out there right now is, is one of those waiting until it's a crisis to do something about it kind of problems? So this is such a good topic. I'm hoping to break it down in a couple sections. One, I'm happy to give some examples because it's so frustrating as a coach to see people do that. Yeah. Two, talk about the costs and why yeah. it's so insidious and so bad for you and for your business. And not just for your business, for you. Like it, It's not like it's bad for your business, but it feels great. It feels <laughs> awful. You experience right. it terribly and it's bad for you. So it's just like a lose-lose or a win-win. Um, and then of course, talk about how to how to change, right? <laughs> what, what good's like getting clear on the problem without the solution. But yeah, that side note, we'll have to do one of these, Tracy. So many entrepreneurs want to solve the problem before they're clear on the problem. So I love like, hold on, let's slow down. So the best example I get over and over, and I'll give one for pre-clients when I talk to people that are reaching out for help, but we haven't accepted them as a client. And then maybe right. Tracy, since you work more with, well, we both work with the clients, but you work exclusively with clients. Um, you can kind of talk what that looks like once they've already made the decision, which is always a lesser version because they've already made some sort of commitment. So right. <laughs> we get three types of folk on the phone before their clients looking for help. Um, one is I haven't identified the pain or I've intentionally subverted the pain. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to, I, if I pretend it's not there and I've been told to have a good attitude and keep your chin up and think positive. And I've translated that somehow and to pretend that there is no real problem and I'll just, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to gut through it. And I'm so mentally powerful and I'm so cool. I'll just sort it out. And that's my least favorite because the road is littered with the corpses of businesses whose owner felt and acted that way. So 
it is okay, not only okay, it is required to look at whatever frustration or stuck you have right in the eyeballs and figure out a plan right now. We don't want to live there. Please don't hear me saying it's negative right. town all the time, right. but to pretend it doesn't exist is asinine. And it just, no leader ever does that. No successful leader ever does that. No leader that's getting anyone to follow them ever does it. So let's just pretend it's all going to be good. So the, my least favorite part of that is people are just starting their business and they don't know what they don't know. Right. Oh, this is going to be amazing. And <laughs> I know the failure rate is Nine, you know, people, you know, 1% of 1% of 1% ever make it to a million dollars and don't have to work a billion hours and don't go broke and blah, blah, blah. But I'm magic. I'm going to clean better. I'm going to give good customer service. We have all these <laughs> ridiculous things like, yeah, you don't think every one of your competitors feels that way. Oh, but I'm smarter. You're not right. Like <laughs> just, I'm sorry. You're not. So the, I don't know what I don't know. And I'm not even willing to look at what I don't know. I don't even try and help them. Cause if they're so just like, everything's great. It's like, God bless call when something ain't great. That's my least favorite. The second, which is the most heartbreaking, is I understand there's a problem, but the pain of staying in this bad situation that I'm comfortable with, that I know, or I'm on, I don't like it, but I know it, mm-hmm. is less than the pain of doing something different that I don't know and stepping out right. of my comfort zone. Right. That's more heartbreaking than it is frustrating as a coach. And then the best people, unfortunately, are the people like, I can't, not one more second, not one more step. No, I won't. I can't, you can't, I have to, if Mike, if you can't help me, I'll do the next thing and the next thing, but nothing's going to stop me. And if it takes time or money or me changing or doing something I don't want to do, I don't care what the cost is because the cost of staying still is unacceptable. And those are my favorite people to coach. It sucks that they have to get there, but those are the only ones I can ever help. So that's my experience. And I would love as Tracy kind of talks about what that looks like with clients that have already made a step forward how we can help people. I guess I really want to speak to the middle group, right? Cause the first group, yeah. they're going to go, this guy's full of crap. He doesn't know it's an easy business. I'm going to be great. Like God bless right. call when you get to the last group, right. the last group is going to get help. Right. So we don't have to speak to them. It's that middle group of, I get the pain. I know it, but I'm not willing to change. That's, that's who I think if we could speak to that. That is yeah, exactly where I wanted to target because that's, it, it, it seems subtle between the two, like both are in pain. But the difference between the one that's saying, you know, I'm scared. I don't know. Those are big changes. I, I, the pain I'm feeling now seems more comfortable than changing does to the other group. That, that chasm between theirs is like the Grand Canyon until you can close it. And that's really what I want to talk about today is exactly that spot where you're in pain. You know, you want to, you know, you need to grow, you need to get out of it. And I would say probably our number one example, when people do come, they finally make that decision, time to change. I think one of the biggest challenges is shifting from being working in the business, cleaning, that's a big one, still cleaning or, and, or always getting pulled back into the field. Even if, when they do get out for a little bit, they get pulled back in and pulled back in and pulled back in. Or the, the fancy level of that is I'm out of cleaning, but now I'm just, as opposed to being stuck, cleaning someone's toilet, I'm just stuck in the office. So we're still stuck. Right. So w- right. yes, is it better to be stuck in a, in a nice office than in cleaning someone's a thousand percent, but it's still stuck. If you can't take vacation, if when you do take vacation, you have to answer the phones or be right. there or whatever, stuck can't is stuck. Away. So it's like this jail cell is nicer than my old jail cell. Granted it is. But we're still in a jail cell. Exactly. Exactly. So it's so it's just a different flavor of the pain they know. 
versus the unknown pain. And that's really where the gap is. It's, it's the stories we get committed to because it's comfortable, even when we're uncomfortable. So what we haven't done is we haven't learned yet. And this is the key. Haven't learned yet how to harness the right kind of pain, if you will leverage pain rather than just suffer it. And so what does that mean? Like we get to choose pain in life, believe it or not, we choose it. We just don't always do it consciously. So we don't see it that way. (laughs) We feel like it's happening to us and it's not our choice, but let's give an example. Um, Do you want to give an example of somebody who's out of cleaning and then you tell so me. It's, a, it's the same pain, but I guess what I really want to talk about is the natural responses and how we can override those and create an unnatural, more healthy response. So yes. the, the three response to being in pain is I'm going to stay the same. Right. Unfortunately, we don't say, we don't, we don't that's say not that. great, but we won't even say that to ourselves. We'll no. say, Oh, I'm going to think about it. Uh, And I'm a Christian who prays about things, but we'll say things like, I'm going to pray about it, but there's no real, but we don't really sit and think and then say, okay, at this point, I'm going to come to a decision or pray about it and say, at this point, I'm going to come to whatever or talk with our spouse. So we don't say, I'm just going to stay in this pain because I like it. We say, I've got to sleep on it. I've got to talk to my wife. I've got to whatever. I'm trying. Right. Or I'm trying. Yeah. But anything other than admitting that we're doing it, but that's really what it is, right? Anytime you're like, quote unquote, I'm not going to make a decision. I can't make a decision. You've made a decision. That is a decision that you're going to continue the way that you are. Um, Okay. So there's, there's the first one. Those are tough. Cause it's like, well, okay, then do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's hard for us to drag people to their own success that don't want to go. The next natural one is to just wait until the pain become so bad. Like right. I've never been an alcoholic, but I hear enough of this rock bottom, right? Like mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't drink and I know it's not good for me, but by God, not drinking is more painful to me than drinking. And then you get divorced or end up in jail or kill someone with the disease. Something awful happens, you know, and you're right. like, okay, now I'll do that. So I feel like those two are the natural outcomes. What I'd love to hear from you, Tracy, is how we circumvent that and go, yes. I don't have to kill someone with a DUI to stop drinking. I can use my cognitive abilities to make a decision without being like, no, I'm going to have to pay the, I'm going to have to pay. I want to pay the price. Like, and, and why? Equivalent in, in your, in your cleaning business could be that the person you're killing is yourself. Well, it's or your awful, business. Right? This, you're killing yourself with the business. So So where I was going with this was getting the proper leverage for yourself. So it's the misuse of pain that's happening. So the pain that you're feeling now, instead of facing it head on and saying, okay, I'm going to harness this. I'm going to take, I'm going to shift this story about the pain I'm in and create leverage and motivation And dare I say, in some cases, inspiration, if you can get there, but even motivation is enough leverage on yourself so that you, where you are now is not a crisis yet, but you can leverage the crisis energy today, imagining what it would be like, like, this is the key, harness the power of imagining what your life would look like 
if you did this for five more years, if you did this for so, 10 more years, if you lost all the things that you could lose, you, you see what I'm saying? So using so that open. in your current experience. It's always easier to see the diamond when it's against that black back backdrop because there's a contrast. Right. Right. So let me walk you through what people are doing, which is the exact opposite of what you're talking about, Tracy. And then right. when you explain how to do it effectively, it'll it'll shine brighter. So let me let me I'm wearing black today. Let me be the black drop backdrop against which people actually put their diamond. Yeah. But you don't understand, Tracy. And they'll do it in the same sentence. Heartbreaking. Tracy, I can't clean anymore. It makes me sick. I can't even go out. I can't plan dinner with my wife and kids because the phone's going to ring. And then the very same or next sentence, but I love to clean. It's not that bad. I don't mind. Like it'll be, you know, my, my kids understand, you know, my wife understands I've got to work. That's what I'm doing. So right when we start getting some momentum towards that motivation or inspiration, it's like, we could almost feel ourselves like, Oh geez, I'm getting to a point where I'm going to have to take action and do something different. So we tell ourselves that he's, yeah, he hits me, but not all the time. And he says, he's sorry. And only when he's drunk, which is only whatever that looks like in you. Yeah. So how do we get away from, cause you can't get to, I can't, I won't, not one more daggum second. This is, I, I refuse. If we keep having the comma, I like cleaning. It's not that bad. I can still, I make good money. This is more money than I've ever made before. Right. Or I've been, but before it was 20 years and I've been cleaning and my back's breaking and my clients don't like me anymore. And I have to take aspirin and cold baths every night just to get through the day. Like there's, they're all the truth, but one truth we can focus on is going to debilitate us and another truth is going to inspire. So now that we've got the back. So, Hey, how do we stop doing the bad thing of telling ourselves and our family, it's going to be okay. My wife's furious and our relationship's half dead, but she's not going to leave me. She understands I have to make like, <laughs> come on now. Like, yeah, it hurts like heck when I, when I, when I, um, clean, but you know, I guess what, you know, or I'm still young. It doesn't hurt yet. Or yeah, I've got headaches, but like, but I like to clean, but my, my clients love me and I love talking to them. Like, how do we get out? I'm just saying it all. Cause you guys are, or I love being in the office and you know, my employees need me. They need to feel supported. If I'm not there, who will block? I mean, we could, I could go I on, go forever, on and on and on. Exactly. Yeah. All of those stories are the stories uh, that keep us in that stock space. So I'm going to say something that is completely ag- goes against all of the, the new age positive psychology that says, you know, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. I know there's a lot of that out there right now. And I'm saying that in order to get past current pain that you're in, that is headed towards disaster, if you let it just go versus just leaning into it and using it the right way, that's what we're talking about. So what you have to decide is which pain you're going to own. Are you going to allow the pain that's taking you where it's taking you right now? Just go ahead and wait until the crisis happens because that's a choice, but make it conscious. Tell yourself right now, I'm going, I am either strong and I own my stuff. I was going to say something else, but we'll keep it clean. We'll keep it PG. I'm going to own my stuff and I can do hard things. I can do hard things. I am strong, I'm resilient, and I choose to not turn away from this pain. I'm going to lean in and I'm going to change it because I see where this is going and I take full ownership. One example I want to give, because this ties into another podcast that I did recently, super powerful for a lot of people. What you're describing, Mike, that whole, it's not so bad, 
it, it, I, it isn't affecting me yet. My wife hasn't left me yet. All that is similar to a mindset frame when we tell ourselves that I'm being nice when really you're being weak. And we talked about this in another podcast. It's a similar mindset problem. Framing it in such a way for yourself that it's not that bad actually puts you in prison. You put yourself in your own self-made prison and you're not taking advantage of the kind of painful leverage that you should. So I instructed people instead of saying, well, I'm too nice to say, to replace the word nice with weak. And then if you try that on for size, you kind of recoil. Good. Because that's where your change is going to happen when you lean into it. So how do you do that? You don't back off. The minute you catch yourself, it takes consciousness. You have to be conscious. The minute you say, before we talk about the solution, because I want, I want to hear that. I want to give one more facet to the problem, right? Because I I really am big. And once we get the problem, and by the way, guys, gals, once you understand the problem at a very deep level, the solution is almost self-evident, but until you we don't want to look at the problem because the problem's ugly. We just want to start solving. Right. We just want to start climbing the ladder. Don't doesn't matter if the ladder is against the right wall, pointing in the right direction. We just want to <laughs> climb, baby. Yes. So the last thing I'm going to say on the pain and suffering of staying where you're at and not doing what Tracy's going to coach you to do right. is almost always the pain of doing nothing. We think it's going to be X amount. It's almost always exponentially worse than that over time. Right. Like, um, Russell Brunson tells a really good story of how he presented to a college class, this business he'd made online that was making, you know, five grand a month or something. And he was going over all the stuff that he did and he thought people were going to go nuts for it. And nobody was interested. One guy finally was like slouched down, raise his hand. He's like, I got a question. What? He goes, that sounds like a lot of work. And (laughs) Russell's thought was, God, you going to work in a coal mine or doing a job for 40 or 50 years that you have to be at to get paid. That sounds like a lot of work to me. So I think as business owners, we do the same thing. Thinking being owned by our business, whether it's cleaning or being in the office, we don't think that price is that high until Mm -hmm. five, 10. I talk to people 20 years in and then it's really hard for them to switch. Um, So I think the cost is always far more than we think. So when we go, it's not that bad. That's a good We're looking at today, right? Same with if I, again, I don't do drugs, but if I pick some sort of drug to do today, I don't think the cost would be at all. It'd be very light if nothing, but the cost of that over the next five or 10 years, you know, could take my life. So if, if I was committed to that drug or I got addicted to that drug, the flip side is the cost we think to change is I've found almost always far less like we think it's going to be, oh my gosh, it's going to take me years to make that change. It's going to be miserable. And it takes weeks when we're really focused, maybe months. And it's not even miserable. It's just difficult. So we've got this low grade misery, which we can't control. At least this is a pain that I'm choosing. And it's to a cause that's something worthwhile. Productive. Like, yeah, death doesn't sound great, but if it's getting killed to save my wife and kids, there's some purpose to that. And I could associate that. So I just want to encourage everyone as Tracy goes into how to make that shift, staying still and tell yourself all the stories you want, but the cost is almost always higher than you think it's going to be exponentially, not by 10 or 20%. And the cost to move forward 
is usually far shorter. We think it's good. So we think this pain, we only think about it for a week or two in advance, but it's going to last years. We think the switching is going to last years. It usually only takes a couple of weeks, a couple of months at the most, depending on how committed we are to it. And even though it is uncomfortable and sometimes like, whoa, this is even harder than I thought. The fact that we're in control and being proactive gives a lot of, a lot of grace and a lot of comfort to that. All right. That that's the last, last thing, Tracy, the floor is yours. That you, you really hit on something super important and you're absolutely right. We fantasize and imagine that the pain, the growth pain is going to be way worse and longer and all these, we catastrophize and we make it, you know, this whole big thing. And it's usually not that, not the case. And just as you said, the current pain isn't that bad and that's how we cope. That's how we anesthetize ourselves into a, you know, essentially like giving yourself cancer. It may not kill you today, but it's going to eventually over time. So if we understand that right now, if you decide, okay, I'm going to choose productive growing pain intentionally, I'm going to lean in Really quick, the three words Tracy said, if you're taking notes, decide, choose intentionally. These are really key. Decide, choose intentionally. Those are non-negotiable. Keep going, girl. Right. Versus allowing the suffering pain to just take you where it will. That's when you truly become an owner. We talk about this a lot. Do you want to be an owner of your business, the owner of your life, the owner of your experience, or a passenger that just gets taken wherever you're going to be taken? That's really what it comes down to. So if you're an owner, if you're deciding to be an owner today, choose productive pain, whatever that looks like, and then give yourself leverage. What does that mean? That means practice every time you start to try to bypass the thought of continuing on the path you're on and the pain that's inevitable with that. The minute you catch yourself, you stop and you go, nope. I'm an owner. I am choosing today to take action on productive uncomfortability, just right. Discomfort over that path of pain and suffering that I'm already on. I'm choosing, I am choosing and I'm taking an action. So it's a combination of not just thinking it because it's not enough to choose and decide unless you take action. So every day, take it and believe me, and Tony Robbins talks about this a lot. Our human drive is centered. Our motivation is really about progress, not perfection, right? It's a journey. But as long as you're taking steps every day, every day, every moment, intentionally taking steps and you're making progress, that is always worth it. That that uncomfortable feeling, that discomfort that you feel temporarily, that's where you want to go. So taking action is the next step. But the first practice is being aware, making sure that you don't slip back into being anesthetized again, telling yourself it's okay when it's not, and then lean in and take action every day. So I could talk with Tracy forever. We we should probably book longer for our podcast, but we always have <laughs> other things. So let me wrap with this. Yes. Everything Tracy said is spot on. Um, the one thing I found that can make that so much more doable with that leverage is a community. So yes. 
when you're by yourself, you can do something like put a rubber band on your hand. And when you think a bad thought, you snap it, right? Or just like Trey said, you catch it. But to do it alone, some people can. I think that's the vast minority. You really need a group. So if I was going to, I just lost some weight and I meant, I think I told everybody, right? Especially uh, my team and my clients, because we get together at the higher level three times a year. And when I say I'm going to be at that thing and I'm not going to be ch as chubby, I'm going to be this weight and I show up chubby. Oh my God. And I'm going to be on stage for three days with 20 people who I'm coaching to follow their dreams and keep their word and blah, 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 blah. And I don't do, and my team for them trying to lead. Woo, leverage, baby, leverage. Like, how do you freaking? So the community's a big deal. Yeah. So if you, God willing, are one of the people who are speaking to today, which is in that, was in that middle camp of, I want to do something. I know I want to do something, but I heretofore have been waiting until I get a DUI, my business quits, somebody, something terrible happens and I'm in massive pain to go. I'm just going to, transcend that and make a decision and give myself some leverage. If you'd like some more help, there's two communities. One is the growing cleaning company community, the Facebook group. I think there's 15,000 people. Obviously that's not as intimate of a community as we'd like to give you. Uh, and then, you know, our clients will take a dozen or so a month and we'll usually have 30 or 40, you know, the smaller community. Um, either way, find a community, go to growmycleaningcompany.com. You can get the uh, on-demand training and if you're like, I want community, I want help um, at the end, you'll have an opportunity to, uh, there's nothing for sale on the call, but there'll be an opportunity for, for you to have a discussion with a coach about that. So whether it's us or not, just like Tracy always says, don't leave the scene of a decision without making some action. So take some action, get a reach out to somebody um, that you trust and get the help that you need, but don't just say great podcast next without doing anything. No, to what end, right? So that's my, that's my encouragement to you. GrowMyCleaningCompany.com. Reach out, take some action. We'll see you soon. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.